disciples have just came over, supported, brought meals. You know, we're just we're just blessed to have a church family that's so supportive. And you know something funny? Let me tell you. Um, the, sometimes it's not the people you think. God, not not that I'm saying our church is amazing. We're amazing. But sometimes it's people that you never thought that people have been disconnected from you a long time and I'll be right there. When my mom took her um, her last breath, this was, I, I just don't know how the mercy of God was for me because I didn't, I didn't even know. I was looking at my mom and I didn't know. But when I finally realized, it was so overwhelming and Pastor David had went, just went to the store. But I'm looking at her and I, I mean, of course, I'm her daughter, so it was just too much. And I just wanted Pastor David, and I was look up, and Luann and Marlon standing right there. And they just came in and supported me in that. And I just really thank God for them being there right at that moment, praying and supporting and, and helping us to be able to, you know, really, because otherwise I would have just been alone, you know. But I just thank God for God said, nope. And, and, you know, it was Kizzy's their grand, their goddaughter, and they were bringing, but God had everything. He, he just has everything so right on time. Yeah. I mean, through this whole thing, it's just been so, God's just brought up. He's a comforter, y'all, just like he said he is. He's a comforter, and he just has people just right there in place. And I just thank God for the comforting, you know, power of God. He's not a liar. He said he will comfort us, and he's a great comforter. And I just thank God for just, just people that just showed up and just was there right there in the moment and and God uh, do that you know they don't even know why that I think God for Miss Abby might not even be on the I hope she's on but I one day we was um we was taking care of my mom a hard time me and mother Allen hard time taking care of mother and next thing Miss Abby she just shows up you know and it was just like you know just uh God would just bring people you know and people of God that can pray for us. He's a good God. I'm not going to go on and on, but I do want you guys to know that God is good. Just like the word says he is, he is good. And mama taught us. I'm so glad she didn't, mama didn't um, turn, you know, she didn't turn. Mama went through a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of things in her life, but she did not turn. And I'm so glad that I have a mom that I can look at to the very end, love Jesus, wasn't mad at God, wasn't upset at God. She loved God. So she taught me that in the time of sorrow, God is still God. And God is still good because the enemy wants to cheat us and say, look at God. He, look what he did. No, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And mama believed that to the end. And I believe when she gets in glory, because she was having a hallelujah good time when she got home from the hospital, y'all. I wish y'all had a sorry. She had her own praise and worship going on. Y'all wouldn't have. She was like, I'd never even seen her like that in church. She was like, Whoo! Hallelujah. And I was like, we knew, we knew. Pastor David, I knew that she's seen the, she's seen the glory of the Lord. And my sister and I all knew it wouldn't be long before she would see the Lord because she was, she was praising God. You guys, if we could only go out that way, don't let the enemy cheat you. The Bible says in this life, we shall have trouble. He didn't lie to us. He said, in this life, we shall have trouble. But he says, I've gone away to prepare a place that where I am, 
Danielle. He's going to be there. And when we get there, we're going to have a good time. And all this, this stuff, we're going to take off this mortal, put on immortality. Because this body that we, that we try so much to dress up, pretty up, do it all, it's going to die. It's, it's, from the day that we started, got to this earth, this body started to die. Did y'all understand it? From the day we got to this earth, his body started to die and decay. But one day we're going to put on a body that won't decay anymore. And we'll live in, with our Lord and Savior forever. I got to see my Lord. She gives me even more reason to want to see my Lord. I'm going to see all my loved ones up there. And I just thank God. I'm going to run on and see what the end's going to be. Right? I'm going to run on and see what the end's going to be. Running sometimes, you get tired, but I'm going to run on and see what the end's going to be. So, Lord, we lift you up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, there are those this morning that are suffering loss. Father, there are those that are sitting by the bedsides of those that they love so dearly. God, there are those that are looking at their loved ones in pain, oh God. There are those that just wonder how, how, God, when, God, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But, God, you are a faithful God. You are a faithful, God. And God, you know all about us, oh God. And we thank you right now, God. You said weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy cometh in the morning. And Father, we know in the name of Jesus, joy is here because you are here, oh God. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we can depend upon you, oh God. Oh God, our tears may fall, but our hope is sure, God. Our souls are sure in you. We are planted in you, God, that you will carry us through, oh God. That there's nothing that we're going through that you are not carrying us through. And God, we are thankful for that. God, I pray for those that are sick and shut in this morning. Oh God, I pray for those whose bodies are wrecked in pain. And God, I ask that you would touch them right now with your finger of love. Touch their mind and their heart. Let your presence be so real right now in that room, in that chair, in that hospital. Let your presence be so real right now in their lives. God, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for the believers. We thank you that those that stand with us in prayer, oh God, that come into agreement with our family right now, that God, as you carry each one of us through, oh God, God, as we lift up our dad right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, what example, 68 years of marriage, oh God. Oh, God, we know right now, God, he's going to need you, God. And, God, we ask right now, God, we know that he knows you. We know that he depends on you. We know, God. And, God, we ask right now that your presence, God, encourage him right now. Surround him right now, God. Fill him in those places, those void places, those lonely places, God. Let him know you're there, oh, God. God, for everyone that's lost a loved one, God, we pray, God. Give us all courage, God. God, we love you. And we're not going to turn back on our faith, God. In fact, we love you more. God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God. Amen. You guys can be seated. Amen. This morning, we just thank God for all those that are at home and now watching us right now we're just thankful for everybody that's been a part you know sometimes we look 
in the house and it doesn't seem very large but when you look online and see how many people are are watching it's like lord we god has given us a platform to share the good news beyond this building and that's a wonderful thing you know it's a wonderful thing that god has you know where people can come in and look and still hear the word of god and so we'd like to tell all of you that are here and joining us online that we love you and we thank god for you and thank god for your encouragement thank god for your prayers and we just want you to know we're praying for you and we if you at any time need uh, a prayer just you could just write it out on online and we will pray for you we thank god this morning for the word we thank god for um for our pastor can i just say this before pastor david gets up i saw this picture and in this picture it was um a husband and a wife and it had the scripture your people shall be my people and your god shall be my god and it just overwhelmed me when i thought about my husband me and my sister did good it just overwhelmed me because of the fact that Sometimes you don't have it like that. But my mother and father is his mother and father. And my husband has been there, washed feet, bind up sores, take back and forth to the hospital. My husband has been there. Sometimes I don't even know where he's at. And he comes home and he said, I said, baby, where are you at? Oh, I was over talking to dad. Or I was over talking to him. I just honored that. And you guys, this season, this season has been a season where he's been sick too, just had surgery. And my husband's just been right there, right there, right there to, to, to be whatever was needed and love them like parents you know and I thank God for that because you don't take that for granted some people some husbands be very selfish about it and they would not even want um to have that time given or or, or you know I said I watched him on the night you know we haven't been in our house for a while you know sleeping in our own house but my husband has been right there with me you know just get up in the middle of the night to see see about dad and I just thought Lord I thank you I thank you. You guys, you young people, get somebody that loves Jesus. I'm talking about get somebody that already loves Jesus. Already loves Jesus. Don't get somebody that you're hoping they're going to love Jesus and you're hoping your Jesus is going to rub off on them. No, 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 no. Can I tell you, get somebody that already loves Jesus, already honors the Lord, already is a worshiper, already God is first. Because then you'll have somebody, because when they, they have Jesus, they know what to do. And they know how to do it. And they're self-sacrificing. And they're not all about themselves. And so I just, I hope somebody's hearing me. You know, because we talk about fine and cute. And I want him to look like this. And I want him to have money. And I want him, you want him to have Jesus. And you want to know that he has Jesus. Corey, you got Jesus? You love Jesus? There you go. I'm serious about that. We're not trying to get somebody fixed. We take, take them to the Lord and let, let, let you see Jesus in their lives, okay? And I thank God for what he has given me and in the gift that he has given me. And so right now we're going to call that gift up, amen? He's not just a gift to me. He's a gift to the body. 
of Christ. Amen. He's our apostle. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's going to bring us a good word, a God word in Jesus name. Amen. Amen to God. We're standing. We're just going to go ahead and pray. Hallelujah. Y'all love Jesus. Amen. He loves you more than you know. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, Lord, and we thank you. Lord, for this day that you've given us, Lord, the opportunity to come into your presence, Lord, and to, to worship in fellowship with your people, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, that you, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, God, because it's a gift from you, and we thank you for it right now. We, we pray, God, that our hearts and our minds would be inclined to your word, God, to hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Remove me out of the way, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, as I humble myself and, and make myself available, God, to deliver your word. Lord, speak to our hearts. Lord, break up follow ground, that good seed might be planted, Lord, that we can grow, hallelujah, and represent you in the ways that you deserve to be represented in the earth by your people, Lord. We thank you for each one that's here. We, we thank you for those that are viewing online, God, and we just say, let your spirit move upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I just thank God for who he is. I always got to give honor to the Lord, amen. Without him, where would we be? And I was thinking about it the other day, you know, and, and really realizing that if it wasn't for the Lord, man, I probably wouldn't even be here. And I'm not just talking about in church. I'm talking about in life. I'd probably be gone. But it's only by his goodness and his grace that has helped a man, a fellow like me, to make it through. And then to be choose to be used by him, amen, is all, amen. It's not my goodness at all. Amen. But it's by the grace of God. Amen. So we bring you greetings. Amen. On this first Sunday in February of 2021. Amen. A lot of things are transpiring. You know, as Pastor Linda was just speaking about mom, you know, it'd be easy for me, amen, just to take the whole service and begin to eutilize her because your service ain't not, not enough time. Amen. But I'm going to reserve my comments. But one thing I, I will say is yeah, I love mom with all my heart. Amen. And, you know, I lost my natural mom when I was 23 years old. So for the last 43 years, amen, she's been my mom. Amen. And she's been like that to me. You know, and even when I think about dad, amen, my dad departed my life when I was still a teenager. Amen. But dad's always been there. So that's been mom and dad for me, amen, for many, many years. So it's not like, you know, I'm losing a mother-in-law. I'm losing another mother. Amen. And I just thank God for the opportunity to have her in my life. Amen. Because she is, she has just been, you know, we had a certain relationship that sometime Pastor Linda didn't understand. Amen. And the, the closest and the bantering back and forth and all the things, amen. We just enjoy one another in so many different ways. And I thank God for that opportunity. Thank you, ladies, for sharing her with me. Amen. I know Brent feels the same way. Amen. I thank God for my niece being here with us this morning. Amen. But we thank God for him being given us the grace to, you know, release her. And, you know, I, I know, you know, in my spirit, I really believe that when she next opens her eyes, she's going to see Jesus. And she's going to hear him say, well done. 
my good and faithful servant, amen, because she loved him so much. And as you've heard it said, amen, that she echoed that everywhere she went. Amen. So I, I just thank God that, you know, he received her unto himself. Amen. As much as we didn't want to let her go, amen, God had other plans. Amen. As we, we just, you know, we recognize that. So, amen. As we move on, I just want to, want to direct your attention to the book of Acts this morning. Amen. As this year we're talking about walking what? In truth. Amen. And as we want to really drive that point home, amen, and there's a, a place in Acts that, you know, I want to begin to deal with just to, you know, with the title of the message this morning being Exposing the Lie. Amen. See, lies have a way of hiding and, and being intertwined in, in different things and places, amen. We, even when we think back to the Garden of Eden, amen, when the, the first lie, amen, was brought to Eve, amen, when the serpent told her, if you eat of this fruit, you shall not surely die. When the Lord said, you shall surely die, he had that one word and turned it into a lie. And it became a deception, amen, that, that has affected us all the way down to this day. The lies that are mixed in with the truth, amen. So we got to learn how to expose the lies, amen, to recognize the lies. Many, too many of God's people, amen, have chosen to buy into lies, amen, and to, to walk in those things and to hear it and to receive it, amen. So we got to get to a place, amen, to know we're going we to expose a lie. What is a lie? You know, simply put, a lie is an attempt to deceive, no matter how you cut it. You're trying to deceive. But, you know, I often say that in order for you to deceive somebody else, first you've got to deceive yourself. That this is a good enough lie, amen, to deceive them. So first you start off by lying to yourself. Amen. So we got to recognize, amen, that when we begin to lie, whether it's saved or unsaved, it don't matter. A lie is a lie is a lie. And there's no such thing as a little white lie. Amen, because that's like saying God will accept a little white lie just as much as any of us would accept some brownies with a little bit of poop in them, right? You wouldn't want that. Amen, just a little pinch in a big pan, it'd be all right, you won't even notice it. Can I get any takers? I don't think so. And in like manner, God is not going to accept that little white lie either because it's a lie. You know, even a, a partial truth it's still, what? A whole lie. Amen. So you can't cover it up. You can't, you can't sugarcoat a lie is a lie, amen. So we got to recognize when the lies are being presented to us by the enemy. Amen. And sometimes we, you know, he's a deceiver, you know, and even when we choose to tell lies, amen. Anybody here has never told a lie? Okay. So I'm in good company. But when we choose to tell a lie, we, come, we become more than just a liar. We, too, become deceivers. Amen? And I know, you know, no, don't call me no deceiver, but you know what? If we're attempting to deceive somebody, well, see, we got, we got to just face the truth head on of what it is. Amen? And recognize that, you know, we got to. To be so careful, I mean, I, you know, look what Jesus told the, the Pharisees, amen, when, when he was dealing with them, amen, the way they went about things. In John 8, verse number 44, say, ye are your fathers, your, I mean, ye are of your father. Now, I mean, they were putting themselves out, amen, but he said, you are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth. Now he's talking to the, the religious folks. Amen. Amen. Amen? Any religious folks in here? You know, but he said they abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Think about that. He's the father of lies. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, when, even when we're trying to come up with a lie, guess who's going to help us? The father of lies. Because the, the good Lord's not going to help you come up with a lie. I don't think so. He wants us to walk in truth, amen, and to operate in truth, amen. But the enemy, amen, he's real good at coming and just dropping little nougats and thoughts and so forth. And I, you, don't, you don't really have to tell them the whole thing. Your wife said, where was you? You don't have to tell everything. You know, so we got to be so careful and recognize, amen, that we need to learn how as God's people Amen. To expose lies that are being coming at us. Amen. And even lies that the enemy wants to intertwine in our hearts and our minds so we can cast those things down because you can't walk in truth and lie at the same time. Amen. So we're going to break those strongholds. Amen. And so that we might be able to walk in the truth. So as I say in the book of Acts, in the fourth chapter, and I want to begin at verse number 32. And this is, you know, we're going we're gonna to recognize some things here. There's a lot in this passage, amen, that we're going to look at. But then starting at verse 32, it says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common, with, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Otherwise, there's this time the apostles, amen, things was getting going, amen, and the church was beginning to grow, and the people were giving themselves wholly over to God so much so that they began to hold the things of the, of the natural loosely in order to grab hold to God, amen, really to release them and let them go. So they began to sell their stuff, amen, and they would give it to the church, and they, want, they were just generous one to another. Loving on one another. Amen. And they said, well, you know, it said, neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things which were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Amen. So the house, the church became the storehouse. And they were saying, we all have all things in common. Amen. The love of God was just flowing. Amen. And people were giving. All these things were happening and nobody was in want. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we operated like that today? Somebody said, I ain't selling my house. I ain't giving y'all my money. You know, so they did. But that's a whole other message. We can go down that road. You know, but he, they brought it to, and they, they laid it at the apostles' feet. Amen. And it wasn't to give it to the apostles. They were bringing it to the house of God. So that everybody's needs could be met. So that everybody could be blessed. And they trusted the man of God, amen, to do the right thing. Amen. With that which, that which was given. Amen. And, and those things were flowing. And, and the 36th verse said, And Hosea, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is 
being interpreted the son of consolation because they knew this brother, amen. You know, we read about Barnabas later on in scripture, but they knew that Barnabas was loved God and he wanted to do the right things. But it was talking about Barnabas at this time and he said, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus having sold, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So he's doing a good thing. Amen. But there was people watching, you know, some people watching, amen, and they, and they want to get in the limelight. Amen. They want, to, they want the recognition. They want the pat on the back. They want the accolades. They want to, you know, sometimes look big around everybody else. Their, their heart just ain't right. Some of us know the kind of people I'm talking about. Amen. But in going on into the fifth chapter, he said, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Notice, with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and brought back part of the price. His wife also being what? Privy. Amen. In other words, she knew what was going on. She was a part of it. Some suggest it was her idea. You know, but I ain't going to go down that road. Okay. But see, his wife being privy to it brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now see, well, let me just finish the story before I start digging. Because if I start digging, I might not finish the story. Amen. And so they laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? I told you where the lie started. It came from the father of lies, right? So why has he filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back a part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own, in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Now, how many times we go to the man or woman of God and just say any old thing? I recognize that they're, they're, the, 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 they're there to represent the Lord. Amen. And, and we... we Deal with them just like they're anybody else. But verse number five. And Ananias heard these words, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. He just heard those words. Boom. He was done. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in and Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, yea, for so much. And Peter said unto her, why is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost and the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. Y'all want to be in it together? Y'all in it together. Amen. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things and by the hand of the apostles 
where many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. I think a lot of people would get on one accord if these things were happening today. Amen. They recognized what was going on today, you know, how, how that the Lord didn't play with people back then. Everybody say, Lord have mercy. See, we need some mercy in times like these, amen, when, when the enemy is going rampant, amen, he's causing the church, amen, to, to follow after the ways of the world and, and do the things of the world and act like the world, amen, and, and forget the holiness and the righteousness of God, amen, you know, and, and we got to stop and say, put on pause and say, wait a minute, what's really going on here? We're beginning to imitate the world rather than the world, amen, desiring to imitate Christ because we're not representing him, amen, as the, the body of Christ. And I'm not talking about LFC, I'm talking about the church in, at large, amen, amen. amen. And, and realizing that we have a responsibility, amen, to show forth the things of God each and every day of our lives, amen. Remember when we came to Christ, he said, what, you're no more your own, you're bought with a price, Amen. He died, amen, that we might live and that we may represent him in the earth. We become his ambassadors. We become his representatives. Amen. We become the light and the salt. Amen. And the scripture talks about when the light of the salt, excuse me, has lost its savor, it's good for nothing more than to be trodden under the foot of man. So the church has got to rise up. And we've got to begin to expose the lies that have crept into the body of Christ. That this is okay and that's okay. And the other thing is okay. And if you get enough people to agree in this, it's okay. And God loves you just the way you are. He does, but he don't want you to stay there. That's why he died, to bring us out of those places, amen, and cause us to walk in righteousness and in truth. But when we choose, amen, to yield, amen, to the things of the world, amen, what happens? The enemy comes in, amen, and we begin to lose our power. We begin to lose our witness. We begin to lose, you know, our strength. And then, before you know it, we're no better than the world. So as I looked at this passage of Scripture talking about Ananias and Sapphira, you know, there's just several things that, you know, jumped out at me, man, when we're talking about truth. First of all, you know, we recognize that they conspired together. They made a decision it's not like, you know, if one of them was stood up for the truth, they might not have done this thing. And I began to ask myself, amen, who is it that we as the church or you or I as the members of the body of Christ that we're coming in agreement with? Because you know, sometimes we just need that, you know, we've all heard about the power of agreement, Right? And that don't have to be in righteousness. There's power of agreement in unrighteousness. We've seen that over, you know, 2020, all the rioting and all that stuff. The power of agreement, amen. We can tear up some stuff. You get enough people to come alongside. You know, as I watched some of the riots and all those things that were going on, you know, you've seen people just standing there, someone walk up and hand them a, hand them a brick. And they, oh, okay, I'll receive that. Now I'll join in with you. You know, they got an agreement that quick. Or a frozen water bottle. Let's lower that to police. Let's get in agreement with the craziness. I didn't freeze it. They just gave it to me. No. 
We got to recognize, amen, the power of agreement operating, amen, in so many ways. If I'm going to get in agreement with you, I want to be in agreement in righteousness. I want to be in agreement in doing the right thing, amen, even if it hurts, even if it's fearful, even if I don't know what the outcome's going to be. But we've come to a place, amen, that, you know, we can agree with every, you know, and it's just not husband and wife. Sometimes the husband and wife team can be a dangerous combination. If one of them ain't willing to stand up for the truth. You know, then we come into a place where they're going to stand in their own truth. Right? You know, I'm talking to different ones, you know, and I've heard this phrase more than one time. My truth. Because we live in an age, amen, where nobody wants to hear absolutes. Amen. People fight against the fact that the word of God is absolutely true. Amen. And well, they, you, you, you're, just, you're just being judgmental. No, I'm not being judgmental. The word of God says, thou shalt not steal. And if I see you stealing, I'm not judging you. I'm just stating the fact. Right? I didn't pass no judgment. Amen. Just think about it like this. If, if I'm riding down the highway... And the speed limit is 60 miles an hour. And I'm riding down, doing the speed limit, got the cruise control set, 60 miles an hour. And somebody just flies by me like I'm standing still. I look, and I might say, oh, that person is really breaking the law. And if they get caught, they're going to be punished. And not only that, they're driving very recklessly. Because they can hurt not just themselves, but somebody else. You know, other than, you know, if the police come by you like that or someone that's authorized, emergency equipment and so forth. But just I'm talking about someone that ain't got no reason to write a rhyme or reason to break the law. They're just choosing to break the law because they have the power to do so. Would you say I was judging them if I said they're speeding? Would you say I was judging them if I said that, you know, they're driving recklessly? Would you, judge, would you say I'm judging them if I said, you know, they're going to be punished if they get caught? No. But now let's flip that. If I looked at somebody violating the word of God, and if I said they're living recklessly, somebody would say, hey, stop judging. Somebody, if I say if they get caught when the Lord comes in that position, they're going to miss out on heaven, someone would say, Stop judging them. Right? You see, you see how we, we, in the natural, we can understand the law and breaking the law. But when it comes to the spiritual, don't be so judgmental. Everything is relative. We can get into relativism. It just, you know, it, maybe it doesn't relate to you, but it relates. You know, and, and we get to that place, amen, to where we begin to excuse and override the law because we don't want to judge them. But I'm not judging them. If the word says you shall not steal, if the word says do not commit adultery, if the word says don't fornicate, and they're doing that, I'm not judging them. I'm just stating the word. And the word tells me if we do these things and we don't get right, we're going to be judged by God. See, the word is already doing the judging. Amen. The word is already warning us to help us, amen, to come out of those places and stop accepting the lie. You know, I, I, I've listened to different ones, amen, and, 
and there's, there's, there's so much about, you know, the grace of God, you know, and, and it's almost to the point where, you know, the grace of God, you, you, there's so much grace, amen, that you just go and do what you want to do because the grace of God, by the grace of God, you're going to be all right. You know, the, the Bible tells me, say, man, that the law came by Moses. See, and they said, well, you're being so, so, so judgmental and you're, you know, you're judging people and you're, you're bringing your truth to them. And I'm, no, I'm telling you what the word of God says. Because the Bible also goes on to say that grace came by Jesus Christ, right? Let's read the scripture right, completely. It said grace and truth came by Jesus. See, everybody wants grace, but they don't want the truth. Because the truth, amen, will help you to understand why you get grace. The truth says thou shalt not, amen. So grace gives us the power not to do what he says not to do. Grace don't give us the power to do what we want to do because God is so gracious. See, see grace and truth, he, he gives us grace to walk in truth. To do that which is right, even though the world or maybe your own flesh don't want to do it, but by the grace of God, I can do what he said do. Amen. It's not me. It's not my power. It's not my ability. But it's the grace of God that's helping me to walk in truth, helping you to walk in truth, helping us to stand in those things. So, so we've got to recognize him and the things, and when we look at this, this couple, they show us so many different things. Again, like, who are we getting in agreement with? You know, but not only that, when they come to the apostles, amen, they, they purpose to do this thing because they seen with what Barnabas did. So, ooh, I want to get those kind of accolades. I want people to recognize me like Barnabas is being recognized. So let's, let's go sell this piece of land, amen. But Paul was very clear to them. He said, you know, why have you, why have you? done this thing and pondered it in your heart. Why have you, you know, and, and, and we see, amen, that as he said this, why has Satan filled thy heart? See, we open the door to the adversary. Amen, when our motives are not true, when our motives are not correct, the enemy will come right on in and help us to go down that road. Whatever it might be. You know, but why has Satan filled your heart? To lie to the Holy Ghost. See, he thought he was just lying to the apostles when he brought the money and, and they brought it down there because they already agreed, well, we'll sell it for, for, say, this amount, but we'll hold this much back and we'll give this and we'll say this is the whole amount because they were doing it in secret. That's why, you know, she was a part of it. She was privy to it. So they, they're holding back in secret. Sometimes we as the people of God, we can be holding things back from God. Secretly. You know, as though we're giving him our all, our, our full worship, our whole life. But what if we might be holding back? Because he knows about that too. Amen. He knows all those things. Amen. So he, he looked at him and that you keep him back a part of the land. He said, but I like this part when he said, now while it was yours, it was in your power. With no, one, no one telling you what you needed to do. That's your money. That's your land. And when you, when you sold it, you could have chose to keep all the money. It was your land, it's your money. Amen. Or you could have came and said, we want to give a part of our money. 
Amen. All that would have been fine. You didn't have to give it all. No one said you had to give it all. But when you come representing falsely, as though, Lord, I've given you my whole life, when I've only given you my Sundays, if I ain't busy. I'll tell you someone, I just lost someone right there. I, I, you know, I, I love you, and I, and I don't doubt people love God, but the enemy has brought the lie in. Anybody ever heard the words, it don't take all that? That's one of the lies we bought. How do you know how much it takes? How much did it take for Jesus to go to the cross and, and, and bear our sins? How much did it take, amen, for him to, to take on all that pain and all that suffering and all the sins of mankind so that the sky went black at noonday as the sins were being poured upon him? But it don't take all that. And we bought into the lie, amen, that, you know, I'll give him a cursory, amen, every now and then, or, you know, I might darken the, the doors of the church on Christmas and maybe Mother's Day and Easter. But, you know, I, I, I'll come when he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the matter of some is. But so much the more as you see the day approaching. Do we see the day approaching? Or have we been so deceived that, well, they've been saying that forever. <laughs> don't be deceived. Let's recognize. Let's wake up and hear what he's saying. Amen. So, so don't hold back. Give God your 100%. Give him everything you got, all that you are, because why? You gave your life to him. What does that mean? You know, I don't think anyone came to the Lord and said, Lord, I love you. I want to be saved. I'll give you my Sundays. Lord, <laughs> and maybe Wednesdays if they got a good lesson. No, but we say, I give you my life. But then how much are we holding back? as a church how much are we really holding back what are those areas that we don't want him to go into y'all hear me say it oftentimes amen when someone comes to your house there's certain places you don't want them to go right they don't just roll up in your house and just go on a tour by themselves especially when they show up unexpected and we know how unexpected you know things can be a mess hello you know, so, so we, we, don't, we don't want them. And so, so it's the same thing. We, we treat God that way. Lord, we don't go in this area. I don't want you to see the mess, but guess what? He knew before you got in it. He see you right where you are, what you're doing, amen. I thank God he exposed my mess. So it can get cleaned up, turned around, amen. Come on in, show me anything, amen. I, you know, at one point in my life, I say, okay, devil, if there's anything else you want to expose, do that too, please. You know, you know, we hear, I don't want no skeletons in the closet. Some of us still got them. Got a collection. Huh? Got one for summer, one for winter, one for fall. You know, we, so we clean out the closet. So, so that if Jesus shows up in your life, he can take a tour of your life and you won't find no guile. Nothing in there. Amen. See, that, that's what we want. Amen. We don't want no... No, see, so we got to get to that place, amen. Don't hold anything back. But he, he asked him, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? 
You're not lying to men. You know, see, nowadays, men, you know, in, in the church today, people don't reverence the, 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 the leaders like they used to. And, it's, and when I say that, the reverence isn't about the leader. It's about the position that they hold in the representation of God to the body of Christ. You know, I, I reflect back on my years in the military. I didn't know nothing about most of the officers around me you know, as they came and went, but I recognized the, the emblem on their collar or on their sleeve, and I, I reverenced, I recognized, I honored, amen, their rank, the position that they held, amen, because that was required of me as a military member, that I would salute them, that I would say, sir, and so forth, because why? We were taught to honor those in that authority. But that, that honor has much left the church of today. See, because we recognize, amen, that, that this, this officer's lieutenant or, 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 you know, lieutenant commander or, you know, commander or captain, whoever he was, he had authority that I didn't have. Right? Amen. And he, he, had, he was connected in ways that I wasn't connected. You know, he knew things that I didn't know. He outranked me. But when it comes to the church, I can go down, down that same line, amen, when it comes to the men and women of God, but we would do just like Ananias. You know? How did he tell him, thou hast conceived, amen, and thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Because they're God's representative. Amen? So some people don't like this kind of preaching. But we got to hear the right, we got to hear the truth, amen. It, it's not to puff up myself, amen. Hey, do what you got to do, but get right with God. You got to get right with Pastor. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a vessel, amen. You got to recognize who he is and, and who he's called to do his bidding, whether it's a pastor or the ministers or, or the deacons or who. You need to recognize God's authority and whose authority we're operating under. But that, that has been so lost in the church today. It really has, amen. And, and, and I, I can't help but believe it, it grieves the heart of God. Because that's not the way he set things up. Mm -mm, that's not the way he desired things to be, you know, in his church, amen. But he desired us to understand the authority. He said, you know, that he let us know. He gave somewhat. Apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers for the teaching of the church, for the perfecting of the saints, amen, to do the work of ministry. He put authority, amen, there because you know what? We need authority. <laughs> we need direction. We need help. I know I do. I remember my early days in church. I thank God for the authority and the direction of this brother might not have made it. But there was somebody there to help me along. Amen. So, you know, but I look at this. Amen. Recognizing that, imagine if God worked now like he did then. And Ananias didn't even get a chance to, he didn't even get a chance to, to add to the lie. He didn't get a chance to make an excuse. He already came and said, this is what we gave. And why are you lying to the Holy Ghost? And when he just heard those words, he fell dead. Now, let's recognize it wasn't, you know, the apostles, Paul's, Power that killed him. Nor was it the apostle's power that killed his wife. 
was God himself. That struck them down because they didn't honor his authority that was operating through his man. They didn't honor when they came into the church that, you know, they came with the wrong motives, amen, holding back, trying to do something that they had no right to do, amen, because like you said, you had the right to hold the money, you had the right to sell the land, you didn't have to give us anything, but why are you going to come in here and lie? Why are you going to come up in the hearts of God, perpetrating? And how many perpetrators are in the church today? Like I said, we got to expose the lies. And then stop walking in some of those lies. Amen. And say, Father, forgive me. You know, let me get myself right. Let me get myself, you know, let me stop living in my truth, which is going to get me killed. And let me operate in your truth, which is the only truth. Amen. Because, you know, the Bible says, let the word of God be what? True. And what? Every man. What? Lie. So if we're not operating his truth, we're operating our own that doesn't line up with his word. Guess what? We're in the wrong position. We're in the wrong position, amen. And then comes his wife, amen. Not this is the part that another part of the story that gets me. Three hours later, see, so obviously, you know, he either he said, I'm gonna go first and I'm gonna present the gift, and then you can come in and you know, you can be fashionably late and you'll get your own accolades, maybe. You know, but she shows up three hours later, and it's amazing. No one ran and told her, your husband's dead. No one told her, hey, man, you need to come to the funeral. She didn't even know her husband was dead. She didn't even know he was buried. I mean, they did things quick. Right? So she comes in, and Paul said, well, let me give her the opportunity to tell me the truth. Let me give her the opportunity not to walk in the lie. And when he asked her, did you sell the land for so much? She said, oh yeah, that's what we sold it. She gave him the same figure that they had agreed upon, that the, the same lie that they were in cahoots with. Oh, they thought, well, we, got, we pulled this over on him. She don't know what happened. She don't know her husband's dead. And she's just following the script that they had planned. And I look at it, and Paul said, how is it that you've agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? That's, you know, and and, and, and that, that statement just gives me, because sometimes, you know, we'll, you know how you, you test people. You know, I, I look at, you know, my, my little grandson, Ezra, and he likes to mess with the plants in the living room. You know, so I get on him, you know, and so he'll get over there and he'll look at me and then he'll reach and look and so he, he's, he's testing me because, you know, if I get him, I'm going to smack that little hand. Like, no, I said, no, because he'll pull the leaves off and, just, you know, so do we do that to God? Do we see how far we can go and don't think he's looking? Don't think he's watching. You know, so, so Ananias and Fry, she come in and she said, okay, he must, uh, they ain't saying nothing. No one told me my husband's dead. I don't see him right now. Maybe he's, you know, but everything's all right. So I'm just going to go on with the plan. The lie. To operate in the lie that the enemy has dropped in our hearts that we might think we can pull over on God. 
And he said, as soon as she, he said these things, what did he tell her? Those that carried your husband down, they're at the door. And they're going to marry you too. And she, she also didn't get a chance to respond either because, you know, once you done told one lie, what you going to do? You're going to add another lie to that lie. I think about how the scripture said, you know, that a lie will not tarry in God's sight because if God, if God began to ask him, why did you, what do you, what you think they're going to do, Sam? Pastor Sam, they're just going to add another lie to cover up the last lie. And, you know, it, so he said, I ain't going to spend time with the liar. That's a dangerous place. So we got to stop, you know, and I'm not here just to talk about lying, but walking in the lie, accepting the lie. You know, sometimes the, the lie of the enemy is telling them, no, you can't overcome this. The lie is you'll never be more than you are. The lie is this is as good as it gets in God. The lie is, oh my goodness, you can choose your own orientation. The lie is I was born this way. It's a lie. God didn't make no mistake. God knows just what he's doing. But too many people, even in the church, oh, there you go, Pastor David. You're being judgmental. There you go. But when I read the scripture, he said he made them male. And female. He made them male and female. Oh, you in a dangerous area, Pastor Davis. You, 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 you that's, that's hate speech. No, it's not. It's the word of God. The Bible said he made them male and female. And, and so, therefore, when the enemy comes and injects a lie, that's why, you know, when we look at this whole area of gender identification, God didn't have no problem identifying. You know, I was telling my wife a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about this thing, and, and I've never, and I've been in quite a few delivery rooms. I've got seven children and, you know, four daughters. And, you know, so I've, I've never seen the doctor when the baby come out. And they say, what is it? He said, I don't know. Well, let's wait till they get about four or five and ask them. The doctors never say, I don't know what it is. We'll wait till they get old enough to decide what they want to be. But let's let them get exposed to today's society long enough, and then they'll figure out who they are. No. All you got to do is look a little bit below the waist, and it's right there. Boom. Oop, there it is. Boy or girl. There's, there's no mystery. But there's many lies that have been laid out there. You know, and, and, and now they're coming to the place they, they want to shut down the church. Don't talk like that. Well, I guess, you know what? I'm ready to stand on the truth been walking in truth. And we can't change it because it might be somebody in our family. The truth is the truth. 
You are what God made you. You can do all the stuff you want. You can take all the pills and hormones and the operations and all those things you want, but your DNA is still going to tell you what you are. God ain't made no mistakes. You know, so we look at this thing, amen, and it said in great fear, when they saw them dropping, can you imagine if God operated like that today, how many of us would still be alive? I don't see no hands going up. I'm talking about after you came into church, okay? Can I get a hand down? That's why I had everybody say earlier, Lord, have mercy. Because if it wasn't for the mercy of God, when we understand what the truth really is, we'd all be done fell out like Ananias or survived. Because we've all in times past walked in the lie, amen, presented the lie, amen, and tried to get over with the lie. Right in the house of God, it might add. But praise be to God. He had mercy on us. He said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. A lot of times, I just can't do it. You're buying into the lie. Because the truth is, if you yield yourself to him, you can do more than you think. Because he'll be right there with you. What? What what Pastor Lennon said, the witness of God. In the fire, in the lion's den, in that crazy relationship, he's right there with you to do the right thing that lines up with the word of God. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Davis, you meddling. No, I'm just speaking the word. Telling us the truth. We got to get to that place to expose the lies. Amen. To tear them down, amen, and to walk in the truth of God. Because, you know, the world wants to shut us down. You know, we were watching a program last night, you know, just talking about all the onslaught and all the things that are coming against the church. And I'm not talking about somewhere right here in America. Church is having to fight, amen, to have service and, and, and have to go all the way to the Supreme Court, amen, in order to, because the, they're trying to shut the church down. And this, this new mindset, amen, that, that is in our nation, amen, the church of God had better rise up and decide that we're going to walk in the truth, walk in the word, and stop lollygagging and, and bowing down to everything that comes against us, amen, and stand on the word of God and say, not so. We got to make up in our minds, amen, that we're going to do what the word of God has for us to do, amen, and not be fearful, for what man may do to us. Because what? Can you imagine if, if the, not, I, you know, I keep going back to him, but if I, I looked at the Hebrew, if they were fearful of Nebuchadnezzar, they would have never gotten the fiery furnace. And, and, and the enemy would have got the victory. If, if, if Daniel was fearful, amen, and, and chose not to pray because the king said, don't pray to your God, like our, our governor said, don't sing to your God. What? You done lost your mind. You know what? Lock me up, and I'll, I'll be like Paul inside us, singing in the jail cell. Huh? Because there's certain things that say we as the church need to stand on. And that is the truth of the word of God. 
We need to trust him with all that we have, amen, and, and cast out all the false pretenses that the enemy wants to bring in, amen. Those things that he wants to cause us to stumble over and, and, and be timid. There's no time for timidity, amen, in the climate that we live in today. Because the more timid we are, the more rights we're going to lose, amen, in the church. But if we stand and we choose to do what the word of God says, like I said, let every, God be what? True. And every man alive. You know, what did the word God tell me? Okay, I'm going to do that. If y'all got a problem with it, then that's your problem. But I'm not going to have a problem with God because I choose not to do what he said because you said I couldn't do what he said. No. Don't work that way. You know, we, we, we have to be ready to, what, suffer persecution? Uh, for what? For righteousness sake. That's the problem. No, nobody want to be persecuted. We want to be praised. Huh? We, we want all the good part. We want the blessings of God for getting out the benefits. But I think about when he called Saul. Amen. He told him to go down. This is a different Ananias. To go down to the street straight, you know, and see a man called Ananias, and he'll tell you those things you do. And, and one of the things he said in the sentence, he said, and the thing, the persecutions you must suffer. He told him from the very beginning of his call. Huh? Along with the blessings, along with the assignment, there comes persecution. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be trouble. But it's all right. Because God is going to be able to finish what he started. And that's what he wants to do in each and every one of us. He wants to be able to finish what he started. We don't have the luxury as Christians as believers in Christ, we don't have the luxury, amen, to pick and choose what part of the world we're going to follow. We don't have the luxury, amen, to decide, you know, what, what fits and what doesn't. I believe it was Ezekiel that said what? Eat the whole roll. The whole thing. Not just part of it. Not just the part that tastes good. Amen. Because he let him know part of it is going to be bitter. But you got to eat the whole thing. Got to take it all on, amen. If we're going to walk in the truth, we got to walk in the fullness of the truth of God. Because the enemy wants us to pick and choose, amen. He wants us to, to, to decide what we're going to apply, what we're going to apply to our lives, amen. What part we're going to follow and the other part we're going to discard because it doesn't fit in my paradigm right now. No. The church of God has got to rise up. It's got to get in a place, amen, where we understand truth. Or else we're going to find ourselves, amen, following everything. Everything that comes along. Everything that the enemy wants to present that sounds good to the flesh. Amen. But no, it's deciding to stand on his word. Well, I've had me one, another passage of scripture. I'm not done yet, but I've got to wrap this up. Amen. But I, I look. Amen. At, at Second Thessalonians. Amen. He, he lets us know we can't just choose what we want to do. But starting in the second chapter, verse 7, it says, and I'm going to read through 13. Amen. And it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's mysterious. It's fooling people. It's mysterious. Okay. Only he who letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. 
Then and then shall the wicked, that wicked, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume. It's talking about the Lord taking out the Antichrist, okay? But until then, he, he's, he's having his way. The devil is having his way. Amen. But he said, the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. See, there's our hope that we just stand. The enemy's going to be destroyed, but we don't be destroyed with him. Okay? Even him who cometh is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. He's talking about the false signs and the lies and all those things. Amen. And with all deceivableness and of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not love, the love of the truth. You hear that? Well, our people are operating all kinds of stuff because they will not receive the love of the truth. So we find ourselves, amen, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. I don't, I don't want to perish like that. Amen? Because I want to accept the love of the truth. That they might be saved. And the 11th verse says this, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. That scares me. <laughs> that scares me. Now I'm rejecting the truth and I'm not wanting the truth so God sends a delusion? That scares me. You know, it's bad enough that the world's trying to deceive. But when we reject God enough, God, the scripture talks about how he'll turn us over to a reprobate mind. Because we, and, and the thing is, the reason is because they know the truth. But they don't love the truth. They choose to reject the truth. You know, you reject somebody long enough and see what happens. Amen. But he says that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I know he's talking to somebody today. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, Beloved of God, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and believeth um, in belief of the truth. So he's chosen you. Remember the scripture said, no man comes to Christ except he draw him. So he's chosen you. He's chosen me from the beginning. Amen. That we could walk in truth. But when the chosen decide they want to reject that's a dangerous place to be because it doesn't fit in their scenario. Amen. This is scary times we're living in. Anyone wants to bring destruction. He wants to bring more deception into the church. He wants to disempower the church. To take away the power. To take away the witness. Amen. To allow the salt to become useless. And if we're not careful, you know, like again, I say, the body of Christ at large. If we're not careful, the church will continue to lose its effectiveness. So we got to choose to rise up. The time is coming, and I've said it before, that God is looking for radical Christians. You know, we, 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 we hear the word radical Islam. No, we need some radical Christians that's willing to lift up their voice Amen. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the place, no matter where you are, to lift up their verse for Jesus like Mom Blackburn did. Amen. She tell everybody, any and everybody. Why? 
because she wanted the truth and she knew they needed the truth. Amen. Amen. So we got to make up in our minds to be radical, to stand and not to be afraid, amen, that someone's not going to agree with us or, or someone's not may come against us or somebody might not like us because we're standing on the truth. Because we're not compromising. Oh, well, well God, God, God loves everybody, baby. He does. But he doesn't want you to stay in them places, amen, that's going to cause you to be destroyed. To stand and tell the truth there. He loves you. He created you. He died for you. Amen. But everything ain't going to get in heaven. Can I say it again? Everything ain't going to get in heaven. Amen. We got to be right with him. We got to choose, amen. We already know, we already covered the liars extensively, but there's so many other things, other areas in life that the enemy wants to bring deception so that we fall short. If you're going to walk in the grace of God, you must walk in the truth of God. And that's his word. You stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, I opened the altar this morning. And even for those that are online, amen, just lifting up your heart to God. Because as I pray, I ask that we all examine our hearts. Hallelujah. That we would ask the Lord to come in and show us if there be anything in you there be any unrighteousness, if there be lies that I'm living and I've accepted and I've framed my world and my life around that don't line up with your word, let me not walk in deception any longer. Let me not deceive myself. Let me not be deceived by the enemy. And Lord, don't let me deceive others. So Father, we come before you right now. Lord, and we thank you, God, for your word. Your word is truth. Nothing compares to it, Lord. It has power and authority over everything that will come against it. Lord, we remember how Jesus said, all power is given unto him in heaven and earth. He is the, the incarnate word of God. And we ask you, Father, to help us to cast down every lie that the enemy has spoken over our lives. Every lie, God, that we may have formed parts of our lives around God, those, those things that have caused us to go astray, Lord, to make choices and decisions that don't line up with your word, and we know they don't line up with your word, God, but yet we choose to do it. Help us, Lord, to, to break those strongholds in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to destroy the yoke that the enemy has put up on our neck. Lord, and that we may come before your throne Lord, we may come into your presence, Lord, with clean and pure hearts, God. Father, we ask you, Lord, if there's anything in us, show us, God, because we may be so deceived that we don't even see it. But we ask you, Father, to expose it to us, that we may surrender it unto you. That the enemy would be able to have nothing in me. As, even as when Jesus came, the scripture said that no guile was found in his mouth. Lord, let us be able to say that there's no unrighteousness found in us, God. Because we, we trust you, God. And we follow you and we believe your word. 
And Lord, even when we do fall and we do stumble, Lord, we quickly turn back to you. We say, Father, forgive me that we may receive the grace to walk in the truth. Lord, let us not hide our iniquity underneath the word grace. Let us not hide in places, God, where, where, Lord, we think nobody sees because you know the thoughts and the intents of our very hearts, God. Help us not to. Not to divorce your word that we may marry this world. Break every stronghold. Lord, I pray for those that have come forward, Lord. You know the, space, the places you spoke to in their hearts by your spirit. And I ask you to meet them right there as they yield and they surrender these things unto you. I ask you, if you're standing here, just raise your hands to God. Hallelujah. Raise up those hands and say, Lord, I surrender. Everything that's not like you. Every choice, Lord, that doesn't please you. Every relationship, God, that, that goes against you. Lord, I, I release these things right now. And whatsoever else it is, Lord, you know, you know the heart of every man, every woman that's standing here. And those under the sound of my voice that are even now rejecting the word, the truth that they're hearing. Lord, I lift them up before you right now that the yokes of the adversary will be cast down, broken, and destroyed. Lord, that we will be able to trample them under our feet as we rise up in your presence. Hear our cry, God. Hear our prayer. Lord, and set us free from the lies, God. Expose the lies, every single day expose the lies God that we might be able to walk in the truth we may live in the truth and abide in your presence these things we pray in Jesus name amen hallelujah hallelujah amen God gives God some glory up in here we serve a good God and he wants us amen to be able to, to live a life, amen, that, that brings honor to him, and not only to him, to ourselves. You, know, you, 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 you can feel good to know you did the right thing. Amen? To know, amen, that you know the enemy's got no strongholds on me any longer, and that I can do whatever God has called me to do, and I can rise above the things that the enemy is trying to hold me down with. Amen? All I've got to do is just keep calling on the name of Jesus. Because my help cometh from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over. Amen. So that we can be out. But I ask y'all just to keep us in prayer. Amen. And as soon as we get more details on the service for mom, we'll be sending that information out. Amen. You know, this time of, of COVID and the restrictions and so forth, we got to try to work some things and see just exactly what is allowable and un not allowed at this point and you know what we can do because there's so many people that loved her amen that were touched by her that would want to come amen to her home going so we got to see what all that's going to look like amen but god is still god he's still on the throne and he knows just what his daughter needs to, for us to remember amen hallelujah i turn it on over amen thank you jesus oh no 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 it's me. <laughs> so used to somebody else closing us out. Amen. But, you know, I just thank God again 
you know, as we, we choose to, to pray out, amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated for a moment because we're going to get ready to receive our offering. Hallelujah. But as we do, as I was saying on last week, amen, we will be, you know, if all goes according to plan and schedule, we will be done this month, you know, having our services here, amen, and we will be in our, our new facility, amen, so that we can operate and not have to set up and tear down, set up and tear down, and just get more normalcy to our operations, amen, and the flow that God wants us to be able to operate in, amen, because there's some things he wants for us to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm believing in my spirit that, you know, and I've talked to several different people, amen, I'm hearing the same thing from them, that there, there's about to be an influx, an outpouring, amen, of the spirit of God. There's going to be, a, you know, a return, amen, of people coming back to God, amen, and, and to many churches and assemblies, amen. As well. But it's up for us, amen, to, to lay a foundation, Amen. That they're coming into that's going to be strong. Amen. Because people are hurting and people are, you know, at a loss and they need to hear God's word. They need to hear the truth. They need to be in fellowship. Amen. So even as we prepare to go into that, you know, the new facilities, I'm expecting that, you know, we're going to soon not have enough room. Amen. And we have to do something else. Amen. And that's all, that's all God. Because I, like I said, I hear it. I see it. I'm talking to different ones. Amen. It's time for us not, not to not to back down, but to rise up. Amen. You know, to, 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 to lift up the cause of Christ. I mean, everybody got their cause here and there, but it's up to us, the church, to lift up the cause of Christ. We also want to continue to keep Elder Johnny in his recovery in prayer. Amen. And that everything, amen, would come back to normalcy. Amen. And that he would get all the feeling and the, and the things that he needs. Amen. And that the pain would be fully you know, removed from his body, amen, after his back surgery, amen, so we thank God that God carried him through that, amen, we just continue to pray for Diane and the household as they're, you know, going down that journey, where God would just be a, a continued blessing, amen, so, amen, let's, I want to just pray, amen, you want to go ahead and run the announcements?